Hello and welcome to episode 20 of season 4 of The Three Amigos. I'm your host Don and I'm joined tonight by my amigos Mars and my amiga Kylie. PJ unfortunately is off on assignment chasing down any in the nose he can catch hold of. And while he's at it he's keeping his eye out for anyone's favourite pet that he might be able to kidnap and claim as his own. Everyone say hello. <laughs> hello. How we doing? Hello. Hello. So, um, as always, we'll begin our show with a brief review of the game week that was, Game Week 23, starting off with the Amigo, who got most things right, and finishing with the Amigo, for whom things went worst. Uh, Marzi, baby, you have had a sensational game week, um, finished on 93 points, definitely smashed it out of the park. Um, how did that go for you? Yeah, uh, ridiculous, to be honest. I mean, you, you know, me and you were talking the night before, and I was telling you that I was worried about Bamford and... Uh, Antonio. Antonio and definitely the, the the former was kicking in, but then I just decided to put my phone away, you know, play with the kids. Decided not to look in the morning and just trusted my my gut and and obviously thanks to the doubles as well because I would have sold DCL for Antonio if there wasn't a double. Now he's injured and we were recording during the FA Cup for people, um, but it was because of that I thought stick to your plan, just don't change anything. You know, you can't have every player. This is a message I'm I'm sharing this with people because sometimes we we suffer from former and we make changes and we regret them. We can't have every player. So stick with your gut sometimes. And yes, you might see that 99% of the people on Twitter own people, but they're probably maximum owned by 20% of the people. So yeah, um, I stuck with my plan. DCL delivered, Watkins, uh, Son Captain, they delivered. Um, uh, Dallas uh, Dallas and Watkins are my man crush of FBL. Um, Martinez also, I was going to sell him for Pope, decided not to roll the transfer. Again, happy two, two, two free transfers with all the injuries that are going on at the moment, which we'll touch on. So, yeah, absolutely happy with the game week. Definitely got lucky, but we need that in, in FBO. And, uh, yeah, no, can't mm-hmm. complain. Excellent stuff. Uh, next up on our on our list of Amigos and Amiga was uh, PJ, 66 points. So, um, well done to PJ. He had a rough start to the game week, but it picked up as it went on. Me, I'm in third spot, 61 points. Bench Gundogan for DCL and Martinez for Pope, who had brought in. Losing me a net eight points. Uh, Fernandez, Mo, Justin Shaw, Watkins, and the aforementioned DCL perform well, but yet another captain fail. Um, it was my first red arrow in 12 game weeks, so I'm a bit disappointed with that run coming to an end, but I had to at some point uh, down to 1.3 mil now with uh, some work to do, especially with all of the injuries and uh, and the double game weeks coming up. Uh, I have a bit of planning to do. Kylie, um, you're next in line, 56 points on the game week. Yeah, so not a great game week, but look, it is what it is. Um, like you, I've been on a really strong run, so it it could have been a lot worse. Um, I knew that I was heavily invested in that City match um, with defenders, so I was kind of not expecting a lot. Martinez was excellent. Rafinha continued to deliver, um, so can't complain too much about that. And critically, captain points. Bruno actually delivered, uh, and the one I wanted to captain, Antonio, didn't. So, you know, there we have it. Maybe I've broken the curse. Um, so we move on. Um, actually, just quick shout out. My poor mum. Oh, my God. What a horrible bench this week. She had Gundy. Who was the other one? Gundy, Justin, and who else was it? Oh, there was someone else who hauled Dallas. Gundy, Justin, and Dallas on her bench. 
Um, I think they nearly matched her starting 11 for, mm. for points this week. So rough viewing that, but, I mean, it's that legacy, you know, strong team because of the Game Week 19 bench boost that wasn't, right? Mm. So a lot of people have that and worse. I saw someone with that and, and Martinez on the bench. I, know. So. I had Martinez, uh, Gundo, and I had a Cancelo as well. But having said that, it wasn't it wasn't the worst. Um, ironically, I actually had the bench, but it was probably at the same time as your mom. But um, I wildcarded afterwards, thinking I would thin out my bench a lot. Got in Kane, and you know thought right, this is my kind of strategy for a few game weeks. And of course, then Kane got injured. Uh, so I have the really strong bench as well. I don't actually mind it though. When you have the strong bench, one thing I do like about it is it is a little bit more about management. It is, you know, you have more decisions to make on the week. And I kind of did enjoy that for a few weeks. As long as you're happy enough and you're not going to cringe every time you see a point on your bench like Mars does and cries. Yeah, I thought, yeah, I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I thought, I'm, I'm happy with the three points on my bench. Yeah, you just, you can't, <laughs> I, you can't take it. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't want to. Let's not forget what my bench was like last season. It was absolutely insane mm. how many points were on my bench. So I'm with Mars on this one. I, <laughs> I really don't I'm want on, to see better. I'm points. on my own. I'm on my own. But um, I like the management. What a way to say plenty <laughs> stuff about my bench, but I have to grin and face it. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. Um, I'm going to do the standings update in the Three Amigos Classic League for PJ this week. I'm not anticipating that I'll do it nearly as good as he does, but I will do my very best. Um, in fifth place still, so we've an unchanged top five, which is kind of strange for um, for this game week, but um, in fifth spot is 352, Nick Greenwood's team on 1,514 points. Um, next up the road for him, seven points ahead, is Sky Player and FBL, Paul's team. In third place is the Sidelings. That's Christophe Chauvin's team on 1526 points. Top of the Clops is Carl de Asha's team on 1527. And still top of the pile is Marshall Law, the Sturage Reddy's team on 1563 points. An excellent 88 points this game week. So terrific work, all of those. Um, Marzi Baby, we've come to the time of the podcast when you unleash the beast. Get rid of some of that fantasy angst and um, and let listeners know what's on your mind. So take it away. You know what it is? It, it, it's a personal uh, pet peeve of mine right now. Is um, everybody and the dog wants to be Ben Credden in this period? Guessing what's happening, guessing what's gonna go on, trying to guys just let the master do his work and follow. Just chill. Just wait. We have two days. It's literally two days. And you should find out what's happening. By tomorrow night, you will know exactly who's blanking and who's not. And probably early next week, we'll know where the doubles are. Stop stressing. The big teams are going to most likely have doubles because they are the ones in the big competitions. Ben has done the work for you. Stop trying to guess the, you know, the, the, the small percentages. And let the man do his job. Like, honestly, too many fake Bens out there now. Mars out. And if any of you hear of any other podcasts doing a rant, let just let them know that they're fakes, that they're just copying the master. The master ranter is the one and only Mars. Okay? On the three amigos. Dawn out. Master ranter. That's no, it's it's very it's very true. It's very true. Marzi and Kylie, we're gonna kick on with our T three A round table. And I wanna start this off actually with a listener question we got in from FPL Limerick. He um he did basically sum up the situation and kind of what we're all thinking at the moment. 
in limerick form so um his he basically laid it out like this we're approaching chip season part two so what's a manager supposed to do a triple copy would make me happy gundog sterling pope or who so um excellent work there from fpl limerick look forward to more of them in the future if you can come up with some um this midweek of course we have our fba fb or really committed to that weird noise there i did didn't i i did i was going to just go for it and i know i did have screwed it up again we've had the fa cup fixtures the outcome of which will obviously be key in deciding the upcoming blank and double game weeks at the moment everton versus spurs is still ongoing so we may have a little update on that later on uh, Marzi, you've been keeping an eye on developments. Uh, could you bring your listeners up to date with what we do know and maybe when other information is likely to become available? Yeah, so um, as I said, I'll always take information from Ben, so make sure you follow him. But what, what's the key thing uh, right now that we know from, the, from these cup games is definitely what's happening around 29, which also will be vital for, for game week 26 for the double coming up as well. But what we know for sure right now, there's three games confirmed. Bright, uh, Brighton versus Newcastle, uh, West Ham versus Arsenal and Fulham versus Leeds. Those are going ahead. So if you have West Ham players, Leeds players, etc., and you don't have a wild card, you might want to keep hold of them. Don't know if many have uh, Brighton and... Um, uh, Newcastle players, but you know some might have uh, Colin Wilson. As I'm talking, uh, Kane just scored and uh, Spurs have equalised. This is important. Why? Because the fourth uh, game, the fourth game could be West Brom versus Everton if Spurs beat Everton. So this is in game week 29. Uh, Tottenham versus Southampton if Everton beat Spurs and Wolves beat Saints. Then Aston Villa to- versus Tottenham if Everton beat Spurs and Saints beat Wolves. So there's too many ifs at the moment. There's three games. We could go up to four. Maybe more, but it's looking like four games are most likely in game week 29. What does this mean for the doubles? To be honest, we, we don't know yet. But what we know is teams like City are most likely to have a double game in 26. Villa are likely to have a double game in 26. United, those teams that blank in game week 29 are most likely to have their games moved to 26. What we also definitely know is the game double game weeks next week for Fulham, Everton, City, and Burnley, and we have Leeds and Southampton that have a double game week 25. There's also, one last thing, a potential of triple game week for Saints, 26, 27, and 28. Keep an eye on the information coming out from Ben. Keep an eye on confirmed fixtures from FBL. We will touch today on what the implications are for 24, 25, 26, but this is where we are right now. I think Kylie's going to give us an update on injuries because there's a shitload of them. Yes, and actually I believe that uh, Ben Crellin has also mentioned the possibility of a Game Week 27 double for Man City. Um, So it could be a 26-27. Yes, City, yes, absolutely, yeah. City should have Um, uh, two two or three doubles, 25, 26, 27, you're right, yeah. So, uh, 24, 26, 27. But yes, yes. (laughs) So basically, lots going on and we all have a clue. Uh, so follow them. Um, okay, so lots of injuries going on at the moment. Um, obviously, we saw some at the weekend, well, namely Callum Wilson for those who still own him. But uh, currently, we've got doubts over Antonio. Uh, so he's, I believe it's, you know, tight hamstring or something. He didn't feature in the FA Cup and he's considered a doubt for Sheffield United. So you know, plenty of people own him. Uh, Pope also didn't feature in the FA Cup and 
the we don't really know whether he's going to be fine for the weekend. Um, Deitch didn't give too much information except to say that there was some sort of injury. It didn't sound like it was anything major, though. Uh, Diaz was not in the squad uh, today for City because of a stomach bug situation, stomach cramps. He may or may not be fine. He doesn't sound as problematic. Maybe misses one or doesn't miss any. Who knows? Uh, Roger is out. No one owns him, but there could be implications there uh, for your players, i.e. Gundy, um, and, and where they're positioned. Uh, a big one, not so much in terms of doubles, but in terms of ownership and uh, uh, the fact that he's been an exemplary player to own is uh, James Justin. So he was stretched off this evening uh, from a non-contact injury that may have something, maybe a knee injury, but we don't really know yet. And the one that we're all absolutely devastated about, uh, hand on heart, is the fact that uh, poor Dom has had to (laughs) walk straight down the tunnel. And we don't know what the injury is. He did clutch his hammy. And while we wish him a speedy recovery, um, you know, don't he may say it, not Kylie. be available. Don't say it, Kylie. And don't say it, Kylie. You're not, you're not allowed to say those words. And can I say to you, I thought you said there that Don, we've, we've a bit of an injury Don. update for Don. And I was going, what what did I divulge some information here? Dominic, <laughs> no, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, um, we know how much I love him and how happy I am when he scores uh, multiple points for everyone yeah, else yeah, who loves yeah. him. Yeah. Just, just the, the, the one the one thing, um, Rodri was taken off. Could be precaution, right? Or has it been yeah, confirmed? Yeah, we don't really know it. Oh, okay, I don't cool. think it's kind of confirmed as a major yeah, injury. Yeah, he yeah. came off. And I think um, the quote from Pep was that he didn't know. He hadn't spoken to him or the medical uh, team. But I, he didn't seem to be massively concerned. So it doesn't sound like it's a huge issue. He could, he could he have his leg falling off and Pep will still say that in fairness. So <laughs> That's true, yes. And, and, and I, I think the message with all of this is hold people. If there's yeah. a gift, I will have, uh, 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 you know, the uh, the Wallace gift. The door. William Absolutely. Wallace. Just hold, hold, through, hold your transfers. If hold there's the door. time, if there's a time that we are just going to have up. to Stop. hold. I, yeah. I, I, I got it. <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> If there is a time to hold on transfers, it's this bloody week, guys. Mm. There's no need. Just wait until Saturday morning if you have to. Okay? Yeah, defo, defo. I, I won't be able to make up my mind anyway. I, even before all the injuries, I was finding it really hard to come up with a decision for this week. Um, but, uh, folks, with all that information in mind anyway, um, tonight's roundtable, of course, as, mirror, as always, mirrors that of the FBL community. How best to maximise our points holds during these game weeks with so many doubles and blanks coming up. We'll drill down more on our chip strategy in next week's podcast as more info will be available. But this week we want to discuss how we should be attacking game week 24 and 25 with an eye ahead to what are the likely upcoming doubles. And we're using those chips, of course, available to us. Uh, Kylie, I'm going to come to you first on this. Um, for that reason, we're going to start off with basically advice for managers who still hold on to that second wild card. They're, of course, in the optimum position with the ability to aggressively attack these two game weeks, these next two game weeks, and then maybe resetting their squads ahead of like those mega double game weeks coming up. Yeah, it's really, I think if you're one of those people like myself, um, but also specifically one of those people who maybe doesn't have a free hit, it, it's difficult because 
you look at these fixtures and you go, great, I'm going to wildcard and set up a bench boost. Um, but, you know, you do also have to consider that 29 is going to be a monster blank kind of game week. So you've somehow got to get through 29 and then have the rest of your season uh, to worry about. So it's so much is going to be contingent upon which teams fall where. We already know some of them, as Mars has covered earlier. Um, but more information there. I mean, there, there are a lot of options for how you can do this. Um, many managers are considering whether they want to I mean, I guess the, the sort of obvious one that probably sprung to mind for most first was bench boost um, in 26 with the with, because that's the largest of the doubles with their wild card in, in 25. Right. Um, so just take 24 as it comes. Use your transfers to get in any of those players. Uh, then wild card in 25 and then bench boost in uh, 26. There's a few ramifications around that if you do sort of go that strategy. I mean, I think one is that obviously if you're wildcarding in 25 and you're, you're looking to maximize on doubles, you're then maximizing on Southampton and Leeds. Leeds, we know definitely don't have uh, a double in following in, in 26. Um, so are you going to bench boost with all of them on your team, in your team? Maybe. I think Southampton is still deemed a possibility. So what's your transition going to be from 25 to 26? That's one question. Um, and then if you do bench boost in 26, you're going to have to navigate probably with no people in your team who have a fixture in 29 over a very short period that features maybe more doubles. Uh, to a functioning team in 29. It's going to be like not a full team, right? Because they all look like crap teams, let's be honest, that are playing. Um, but you need to figure out how you're going to navigate that. So I think a lot of people at the moment are looking and trying to decide when to bench boost. This seems to be the core, one of the core questions. And I mean, it is viable to bench boost in 24 or in 25 or in 26. Right, because it, it doesn't matter what your whole team is like. If you have a, a viable um, sort of, if you have lots of Leeds or Southampton, right, you might bench boost in in 25. If you've got a lot of the other ones who bench boost in 24, you could go then. So I think it's really open. I mean, that's what I would emphasize is that there's not one prescribed way, and we'll know more once the fixtures land. What do you guys think? So I agree with you to a degree. I think. Those people who don't have a free hit have got, in a way, so like, like me and you, Cardi, and we'll hear what Don has to say about it because he does. I think we got, we, we got a little bit lucky, in a way. There's only going to be three or four fixtures. And if you look at them, Brighton, Newcastle, okay, you can scratch that one off. There's three fixtures. West Ham Arsenal, Leeds are playing. Um, <clears throat> there's another one. But a lot of people, so you, you have... The way that you need to look at it is now you really need to build. If you're going to use your, if you still have your wild card, you need to to build a team that you know will have players that some players are going to have double. You're going to have some singles, but players that are playing in 29. The fact that there could be a fourth fixture of a team that is doubling in 26 and playing in 29, whether it's Spurs, Villa, or Everton, is huge news for people. So I do think it's possible, but you just have you absolutely have to wait. I think there's a potential that you could wildcard now for for 24 onwards, but I think more advantage 
with more news is to wait one week and then decide on what you're going to do and see how the fixtures fall because we should know most of the fixtures. Absolutely, they're being proactive and fixtures are being put in as soon as they know because they know there's too many fixtures and they can't wait. And I think we could we could get lucky. So whilst I agree with you, not having a free hit is not great and it might have to eat away from your bench boost. But we always say don't only focus on the doubles, look at the singles. Leeds are still a good attacking team. I'm not scared of going with them. Villa might have uh, doubles. Saints might have doubles all the way up to 29. Um, so you have to use these 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 teams that are playing double and a single in 29, plus plus your free uh, transfers. So you've got three transfers from 26 to 29 and take a couple of hits. So I think we got lucky in a way. Um, I would have hated it more if there was like uh, eight fixtures and more bigger teams uh, 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 are playing uh, that you have to have their players or they they doubling but not playing in the blank. That's that's that's, 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 that's the way I've seen it. Mm. What do you think, Don? I wanted it obviously with so many doubles. The um, potential is there, of course, to use maybe the free hit in a double game week. You know, if Man City have a double or if like that Villa and Leeds, there's an awful lot of great attacking teams that have massive potential for a double game week. This, that blank game week really doesn't do Anthony Fermi as, you know, a free hitter, as you said. So to, to clarify, I'm not in any way advocating free hitting in, in 29. Um, I, I'm simply saying that all I was saying was that when you don't have a free hit in your pocket as, as a consideration, depending how things shake out, you do need to focus on more than just surviving the doubles. Like there is a whole rest of the season where like we're a bit over. Well, I mean, I guess we're nearly sort of two thirds of the way through, but we've still got a whole heap of uh, fixtures to go. So um, I was largely saying the same thing as Mars mm. in that you need to, no. you need to choose when you wildcard. Yeah, like, no, it was. Yeah, no, it wasn't shot. even, it wasn't really specifically, Kelly, what you were saying, because oftentimes that's what we do generally think with the free hit chip, that it is kind of to get us over a blank game week where an awful lot of our big stars aren't playing. And, um, but, you know, obviously we're not envisioning a situation whereby there's only two or three um, games going on. Um, and if they're not particularly featuring attractive teams, then it's, it is a little bit of a, of a damn squib. Um, as a strategy but look um, I, I, that, to be honest with you I want with free hit chip it's my most powerful one I've left obviously I have the triple captain still left but at the moment I'm just going to basically wait and see leave it as late as possible and and then see hopefully by the time I come to use it I'll have an awful lot better picture of what's going on um, but I don't have any hard and fast strategy at the moment um, can we move on folks to the managers who are kind of navigating as we said without the second wild card um, how they're setting themselves up to have the best possible returns for these two game weeks. When I'm looking at the fixtures myself, this week I or next game week, I really want to have I want to have leads. I don't have any leads attack, and I want to have one of Kane or, or Son back. Um, but there's a, a couple of really nice kind of mini kind of double game weeks this week and next week. Kind of interested to see what way they turn out. But in terms of people who don't have wild cards, Mersey, obviously the idea is majorly kind of maximizing the returns that they get from free transfers. And that means that maybe it's not a case of bring someone in for one week, then rotate them out with someone else for the next week. You might have to look a little bit further down the line and try to maximize the returns you do get for those transfers. Um, I want to ask you basically this question. What players or teams are the best to kind of target 
And also then, are there any players or teams who have doubles or good fixtures in these next two game weeks who you maybe would be wary of having if you were, you know, just trying to make do with free transfers for your strategy? Yeah, I think, look, um, you you have to really... Transfers are literally everything now for people who don't have a wild card. And you have to build... You have to think about it as 24 up to 29. The good news is we have pretty much a double every game, apart maybe for 28, potentially, or maybe we might still have 28, a double as well. So 29 probably would be the one without doubles. And, you know, look, we all have a lot of City players. City will have doubles, probably three doubles up to 20, between now and 29. Um, so you, you need their players, even if they don't play in 29. That, that's just three players. But <clears throat> look at the teams that also definitely are playing in 29. You've got Leeds are playing. Um, they are an attacking team. They have a double coming up, so you can start looking at their play. They've got Arsenal next. Then they've got a double. Then they have, and their fixtures look. Leeds, uh, I've said it, an attacking team. They play really nice football. Most of us have, will have probably three of their players by 25. You keep them because they have a nice game against Fulham in 29. So you really need to look. And then you have to watch out for the news. Which is the team that is going to double in 26 and have a game in 29? Could be Spurs. Could be Villa. Now, you want to have Spurs players anyway because Spurs, you know, the Kane and Son, they will always deliver. Um, I haven't looked at their fixtures. I don't need to look at their fixtures. For me, Kane and Son are fixture-proof. To be honest, I'll have them in any game. There was a period where we had two of them. Other one is Villa. Villa, I've had three Villa players for a long time now. And I would say eight, nine, eight times out of ten, they have really delivered for me. Um, You know, the Watkins, the Grealers, the Martinez. They also, the good thing about these guys as well, Really cheap, so you can have them on. Uh, uh, you can have them without eating a lot of your budget, while still have the big players. Um, so Villa, Leeds, Southampton is another one. It's interesting with Southampton. They might have three doubles potentially, but I'm not really keen on their fixtures. And the, the players that I would want from there, especially like the like of Inns, will, will he play that many games in a row? We don't know. But but it's it's another option that you have. So I think it's really important that you hold tight. Watch for the fixtures and really look for these players that are going to uh, play in 26 and 29. Apart from that, you need to go for... We know we know that teams like City, United, Liverpool, um, Everton, uh, potentially Chelsea, all of these guys are going to have doubles in 26. These are good players. These are teams that you're going to have players of. Whether they are single or double, you want their players. So focus on these players. The cheap players that you want, that you're going to get to fill the rest of your squad. These should be like, for example, a Burnley who ha- who has a double. You can bench them. Uh, they're not going to impact you that much. You can use them for the double, then bench them, or maybe m- move them on to another cheap team, like for example, a Brighton or something who might have a double as well. Uh, similar prices. I think it's really, really important to to plan it out once you know next week. So for now, focus on 24. You know that that City have a double. You know uh, f- uh, f- uh, uh, the Fulham, the Everton, these guys have a double. But also look at the other fixtures like the Leeds because they have a twenty-five, a double in twenty-five. So you probably want their 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 teams early. I mean Leeds Arsenal right now. I don't have. I only have Dallas. But Leeds Arsenal is probably going to be an open game. I reckon, uh, uh, and and uh, an attacking game. So. It's not the end of the world without the free hit. I think there's there's pr- plenty of opportunities, but you just have to be really patient. Yeah, um, I think uh, Villa have a, a couple of games in hand as well, don't they? So you know, yeah, like, they do. There's so because of missed fixtures and various things. Like there's so many more variables than we usually would have in a season, right? It's much more clearly prescribed. Usually doubles in this week or doubles in that week, and and that's kind of it. Whereas the 
kind of all over the place at the moment. So um, where I would absolutely reinforce what Mars was saying there is uh, looking at the fixtures and, and not just who has doubles is critical because while you might bring in players that don't have a double in this week, say they do have a double in another week and over the course of the period that you'll own them, they may end up having you know, the, the same amount of fixtures as, as the other teams you might look at. So you kind of need to look at it that way. And also I think, um, I know we're talking about whether you have a wild card or not in this moment, but there's still lots of people who have a bench boost. And I think like the, the bench boost is kind of that, it's that lure, right, of, of having so many extra points. But in all reality, we often expend a lot of hits to try and get prepared for it. We put a lot of emphasis on it. And over, if you actually, in one game week, getting an extra 20, 30 points can be amazing. But if you actually look at how many hits you've taken to get to that, how many plays you've ignored to be able to get to that, and if you just actually focus on what's going to get you the most points between now and, you know, your sort of 29 period, um, you could do a lot better with, without overemphasizing that. And just mm. think about, as Mars said, you strategically using your free transfers to get in quality players who have good fixtures, whether they have doubles or not, you'll naturally get a good blend of those who do, right? Yeah. Because so many of them do, so many of them have multiple doubles. Yeah, good stuff. Thanks, Millen Kay. Um, the best thing to do really at the bench boost is just spunk it up against the wall, get 12 points from it, and then straight away wildcard out of that crap. Um, that's that's my own Basically, personal advice. Yeah. yeah. Um, Marzi, I think it's time for us to move on with our listener questions. Um, she should yeah. have Marzi, yeah. clearly. Yeah, he's there, <laughs> he's there coughing, coughing up his Shifa. <laughs> no, I'm here. We had uh, we had a few questions, uh, a lot to do with the, with the doubles as expected, so we'll get into them. FBL Ukraine at FBL Ukraine. Does Salah to Kane or Son uh, or plus Son look obvious in game week 26, guys? Uh, do you want to uh, Kylie or Eli? I sorry, could you repeat the question? Okay, well, uh, moving Salah, <laughs> moving Salah out, so you get Ken, uh, Kane. Uh, or plus Son, so either Kane or Son, or, or the two together uh, for uh, for game week twenty six. Oh, okay. Um, I do like the appeal of of getting in Tottenham certainly. Um, I just I don't know if I want to get rid of Salah at the moment, or I haven't given it enough consideration. Is what I would say. Well, um, what do you, I, do you I have, have kind of considered. Because I was with, I'm one of my considerations this coming game week was actually to sell Salah for. I don't have any real money invested in him because I've done a bit of okey cokey before. So um, the yeah, it's one of my considerations is maybe to sell Salah for Sterling um, this week and just kind of take the pun on Sterling to outscore Salah in this game week. And if I wanted to do the okey cokey, then on to Son the next week is is one of my possibilities. That's a plan I had. So it doesn't scare me too much in selling Salah at the moment, especially on my rank, because it feels that I want to take a couple of risks. And while Son is really highly owned, I'll want to captain him in that game week. The Spurs fixture looks tasty. Um, and it is a risk always going without Salah. But Personally, um, if if you want, if you fancy taking a bit of a risk, and if your rank is down there, it might be one that could pay off. 
Yeah, so Spurs have got um, Burnley plus either Fulham or Southampton. I mean, it's a fan. Um, Liverpool will have... Uh, yeah, let me see. Liverpool will have uh, Sheffield United uh, away and Chelsea. So, not not the best, but not the worst. Chelsea's at home. So, I, th- I think um, I think it's, it's doable. I don't think there's any... Um, I think risk. Look, taking Salah is a risk itself, but uh, I think having Kane and Orson for that double, considering the ownership of those two and the fact that some people might have triple captain on Kane, you probably want to cover that, to be honest, um, in case he does go nuclear. Mm. It could be more risky to go um, without one of the Spurs boys at least than going without Salah for that double. <laughs> Yep. Well, based on how the season has gone, right? Mm. We all know if you haven't owned, if you haven't owned the combo of the two of them uh, in any number of game weeks, you've really suffered as far as rank mm. goes, um, and in mini leagues as well, right? Because uh, equally, they're highly owned overall, and they're highly owned in mini leagues. So Inactive players, yeah. Yeah, and um, it, it does. Yeah, it does have a huge knock-on effect, and it does feel more detrimental, to be honest, than um, than Salah at the moment. So, yeah, and definitely now, more so now, because Everton have just scored an extra time, which means that yeah. Tottenham are very likely Essential. to have, to have a yeah. double and, and a single in 29, uh, a game on in 29. So, um, let's see, let's see. Uh, right, uh, Irup Press at, at uh, Fuckable. I love, the, I love the handle. <laughs> Dinia or Tarkovsky? for next game. Obviously, we've been focusing on the combo of 24, 25, 26, up to 29. But obviously, Fulham and Burnley have a... Have a uh, sorry, uh, Everton and Burnley have a double. Uh, Everton have Fulham and uh, City, and Burnley have uh, Fulham and... I can't remember who. Uh, I think it's West Brom or somebody. Another uh, easy Palace, easy, an, easy, an easy-ish game, especially without Zaha. So would you go for Dinia or Tarkovsky? If, if money was not object, because I think Dinier is a bit more uh, um, expensive. He is, I think, yeah, I think he's sort of either high fives or six million. Tarkovsky's mm. not that He's like 5.4. It's 5.2 versus 6.2, something like that, okay. roughly. Yeah. Um, look, for me, there's one key question is what's the status on Pope? Okay, because Pope's mm. obviously an incredibly important player for Burnley and for their clean sheet hopes. So... Uh, I would want to get a sense of whether Pope is going to be playing, number one. Um, okay, Tarkovsky has relatively, I mean, yeah, set-piece threat, you know, as all the Burnley defenders are, the big boys. But really, it's, it, you know, you're, you're kind of hoping for a clean sheet and maybe a bit of bonus. Uh, Dinier's obviously got genuine threat, but he's not going to keep a clean sheet because, frankly, their defence is calamitous. So you're weighing up two of those things. I think that there is a real possibility of Burnley, if Pope is playing, of having at least one clean sheet. They are capable of mistakes as well. Um, I would say if you want to go all out attack, Dinia's the one. But uh, I think the steady option is Tarkovsky or me, as many of us have gone instead. Mm-hmm. He's a little cheaper you. and has more. Yeah, me, I have excellent <laughs> what, What's your price, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to say your heading ability is good, but that sounds really dodgy. Uh, move oh, on. God. <laughs> <laughs> so much for a family friendly pod. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, somebody had to mention to, to do the monkey the monkey joke. Me with two e's um, is the one that I personally mm. went for. A lot of other people went for as well, and that would be recency bias because he has scored. A, and you a want to partake in, in the memes online when he's. Well, the funny thing is, you know, me actually has only two goals. One of them That's was recently. Recent. Yeah, yeah I, I think the other one was only around Christmas time, wasn't it? So, mm. uh, or maybe late last year so they're not actually that like far in the past and that's why it, people are thinking that way he, yeah. he hasn't really had much threat otherwise yeah <coughs> cool who's the Belosoli at FBL underscore uh, latex underscore uh, continuing with the Burnley theme is captaining Pope a legit option with these with, uh, where their rotation phase at Man City uh, Bruno consideration but it's a fixture one versus two so there's two topics here. Is Pope, because I've seen this again on, on, on Twitter, is Pope a genuine captain option? Let's say he's fit. And would you captain a single game weaker like Bruno against uh, West Brom? Or should it be a double for, uh, for the captains? Uh, gone. Well, th- that's, it is one of those things. Pope, like goalkeepers, generally, they, they can perform um, really well and compete with the outfield players. With City in particular, like I'm a little bit wary of doing a Gundo double, um, especially with the injury news tonight. And the, but of course, Pope's injury news himself kind of throws that into doubt a little bit. I'm always a bit wary because it's one of those things. Just a single, just a goal in the 88 minute might just be enough to just flip and wreck your game week. Um, so personally, not for me. Um, but I haven't said that talking about a single game week player versus a double game week player, like. I may just captain Bruno um, this game week. As much as it's boring and it's like there'll be loads of jokes about guys who will be captain in single game week players being the guys, kind of fellas who took their jeans into their pants or their shirt into their pants. But it's, you know, the fixture, the West Brom fixture, you're not going to get any better than that. And Bruno could easily, easily score two in that game and have you looking at, at you know, your double game week captain and going, that, that wasn't worth it at all. And you're kind of falling a little bit for the fixture, for the double game week, considering it's Everton and it's Spurs, which aren't easy fixtures at all to be playing in. So long story short, I wouldn't be at all averse to doing Bruno, but I wouldn't do Pope. <laughs> I'm still stuck on your tucking analogy there. Um, mm, I got, I got, I took the wrong thing into the wrong thing, Kylie. You should always be careful about where you tuck your things. Um, Oh, God. (laughs) Anyway, I digress. Um, Yeah, I think that as two different different things. One, I – it's like become this sort of cult thing or, you know, kind of urban legend or whatever, which is – wait, maybe not an urban legend because it seems to be true every single time is that uh, defensive players always seem to be the top scorers by and large in uh, double game weeks. Um, We saw it again last time, of course, with Stones, but even beyond Stones, Diaz, all of them. So, like, loads of them do well. The trick is picking the one out of the 50 options. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that is a big challenge. Not a a dunk. Not a dunk. Not a dunk. Um. And certainly not a Duffy, right? For we all remember Duffy, triple yeah. captain Duffy. Yeah, um, yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't captain Pope personally. I, I still think, as much as Burnley have the best defensive fixtures for that game week, they're all. You know, they had a good fixture against Brighton as well, and we saw what happened. So I think it's just too easily done. It, you know, I think if 
City had, I think City were viable, like a Diaz or someone was viable the last double because they had great fixtures for it. And so it wasn't, it was very plausible for them to get two clean sheets and they are far and away the best defence at the moment. So I, I think you kind of have to be a bit careful there. And I definitely think that Bruno is a, a massive captaincy option this week if you don't fancy City um, and sad face Calvert-Lewin's out of the running. So, you know, like... Pogba's injured, okay? Um, so Bruno back to being the, the core man without Pogba there, sort of taking away his opportunities. You know, it, it's very plausible. It's kind of like you when PJ isn't here, you know, that you can, you're, you feel when you're, when maybe when PJ's on the podcast, he takes away your whining about DCL opportunities. Like he, he does. Likes to pretend he's been as traumatized by DCL as I have been. Mm. He hasn't. <laughs> Right. Anyway, he copped out, as we all know. And mm. look, karma rewarded me for not copping out. <laughs> Morpheus Fire, at Morpheus Fire. Treble City Defence, Diaz, Cancelo Stones, Bruno, DCL. Who to captain? So we've just discussed all of this and we'll talk, about cap- <laughs> we'll talk about our captain choices. Mm. Uh, but I, I agree with you. I don't think City have the fixtures uh, for... Uh, um, uh, for, for defenders to, to, to captain them personally. But we'll touch on uh, captains uh, mm-hmm. later. Um, and then uh, we have Jonathan Strack at Strack one Who to consider uh, uh, Everton defender who plays City and Fulham or Burnley defender who plays Fulham and Palace? But I already have two City defenders and one United defender. Would mean removing Justin or Kufau against Sheffield United. Well, or Sufau. Well, Justin is injured, so you can remove him now uh, And if you're going to play four at the back. I don't think removing Sufar from West Ham is a, is, is a big deal. But, however, if you don't have a wild card or if you don't have a free hit, now we know West Ham are playing at 29, you might want to keep him on the bench for that game, even though they play in Arsenal. So let's go back to the original question. Who to consider, evident defender or uh, a Burnley defender? Well, this is, their Dini, this is the Dinier yeah, versus Karkowski kind of question. Yeah. Again, yeah, kind of, but it's, yeah, yeah but I, I didn't really say it, but I think it's Burnley probably for me because I don't think Everton are that good defensively. And yes, you are relying on Digne's attacking points. I probably yeah. prefer the chances for the price difference as well. Agree. I think, uh, like, I think honestly, you have sorry, to cover, I would go a Fulham defender before, a, a, sorry, I, I would go Fulham defender or goalkeeper like before, uh, Everton at the moment because they mm-hmm. also okay. have these, well, like, it's not as mad as it's. I'm not advocating for it, right? But it's not as mad as it sounds, okay? Because they're far from the worst defense at the moment. I think they've a couple of clean sheets in the last four game weeks. When you, say, when you say far from the worst defense, do you mean like they're the 16th or 17th worst? No, defense? I mean they're joint third best defense for goals. Oh, oh now, stats. Yeah. <laughs> she so, bur- now, she burned me there with them stats. She had that ready. She knew I was coming in there. Yeah. You got uh, told. You did. Now, so they've conceded four goals in the last four game weeks, two clean sheets in that time, okay? So they're actually not horrendous. Bear in mind, Calvert-Lewin could be out for those two games. Everton have struggled when one or more of their key men has been out. One of those kind of key attacking players has been out. So, you know, Everton is kind of the seemingly trickier of their their matches. Mm. Um, So I, I think... Like it's not, and they they've been kind of getting away with it. Their goalkeeper's been doing well. I'm not saying like 
go all in on them. But I'm saying I think that they have a better chance of a clean sheet than uh, Everton does, to be honest. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, I would still favour an Everton defender like Adinia, personally, uh, over a Fulham defender. But but you are the massive, obviously, price saving there. (coughs) Not like we like, I guess. Definitely, definitely. For attack, if you're looking at other Everton mm. defenders, then go Fulham or definitely Burnley, right? But alternatively, yeah. Fulham instead of them. Yeah, I think with Burnley's, uh, especially if you don't have Pope or if you're not going to bring him in, his ownership is quite high. Yeah. So to, you, you need to somehow cover for that. So a Burnley defender for me is kind of like an easy, not a must, but it's an easy one. Like just not get easy. them in, especially if you don't have Pope, because they're cheap and you can easily get them in for a Mitchell or for anybody or Justin yeah. who just got injured, etc. Yep. Yeah, cool. Uh, next one and uh, the last question. Uh, at FBL underscore Simon432. Uh, J-Rod Rodriguez in for Barnes this game week, then switch to Son for next game week. What do we think, guys? Rodriguez. Does he play? I don't think he's, I don't think he's playing tonight. <clears throat> and he didn't, no. play the game, he didn't play the game before. No. I don't know if there's an injury or something. Uh, let me check if he's even in the squad. He was uh, he was rested though in another game as well. Um, that he, he didn't play last Siggy. game. He, didn't he play did last play game last game, but the, win, the one before that, I think the he played Siggy that. instead of instead instead of him. Yeah, he's not he, in the squad tonight. So if he's if he's if he's fit, he was one that I debated for Barnes, but he's um he's a bit more expensive. He's nearly I don't know is he like a point five more expensive or something like that? Maybe even more than that. Um. So he was one I considered as a kind of getting another attacking Everton because I don't fancy them at all defensively for this double game week. But offensively, I can see them scoring in both games as much as City look great, obviously. But I can see them definitely scoring as we saw tonight. Um, yeah, without Calvert-Lewin, though, that does kind of put the cat among the pigeons a bit. If he's not playing, I'm not really majorly interested in Everton. Um, not but, Richarlison? No, I can't stand Richarlison. Yeah, no. no, I can't either, but I might. I might be punting on him. Yeah. Oh, God. Now that you said I that. I have two free transfers and no one I want to buy. So it's just Me fun. too. <laughs> you can send one of them my way if you want. Because <laughs> just might as well use I've got them. some issues, yeah. Cool. Well, that's all the questions we have, Don. Back over to you. Excellent stuff. Thanks, Mia Mersey. Um, now, next up, we have our game week plans and our captain picks. Um, and it is, um, I normally remind people of the of any unusual deadlines, but we're back to our standard Saturday afternoon one, so, um, or Saturday 11 o'clock one. So, um, lads, we'll come to you first, Kylie, on it. Um, you mentioned there that you're considering Richarlison. You've got two free transfers. What are your kind of thoughts at the moment, and who are you likely to be captaining this game week? Yeah, this one's a bit interesting because uh, I'm reasonably well set up. I have my triple city. I have me in situ. Um, As we've discussed, I'm not overly enamoured with the other options. Two free transfers. I'm also pretty well set up for next week, the following week, even if I decide not to wildcard, right? Because I do have a couple of Southampton. I do have Rafinha, and I can kind of go in on leads. So I don't even know if I need to... (laughs) Bring a transfer, you know, I could save a transfer. In just case I just one them. just one second, Kylie. You just said you have two Southampton there. Wouldn't them, One of them is Bednarak, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> is that not a bit like going to sleep with a loaded pistol with a gammy trigger on it? Under- <laughs> <laughs> I know, he's had a, a disastrous week. 
No, but like, I, he's been sitting on my bench. Thank God has not come off off the bench. Um, it's kind of bad if you've like, got a player though that you're absolutely <laughs> determined does not come off your bench. If you're dreading the day he has to come off your be, bench, it used to be that he was excellent and would deliver solid nine pointers. Right? Um, they've had a lot of injuries. They've people coming back. They've been a disaster shop. Will they improve? I don't know. Now. I mean, he's not ideal. Let's not pretend. But my point is, there's, should they improve, there's options there. I do have two free transfers. I am looking uh, to bring someone in. I also had considered Rodriguez when it looked like Suchek was going to have that ban. Um, that's been overturned now. So, and it, you know, Antonio is a doubt for the weekend. So, uh, depending on how things fall, I may just go and use one of them on Richarlison as a pure punt uh, because he's not someone I'm sort of committed to and I do kind of have freeze that will get wasted. Um, I might just, I think I will just do the one transfer, to be honest, and otherwise leave it, maybe. So, so like yeah. a, a Richarlison and Lacazette front line? Um, I'm, I'm, I, the other thing I'm considering is just saying stuff it and get Bambi back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you may you may as well just to make you happy. Um, it wouldn't wouldn't be a bad one. Arsenal could be a decent fixture for Leeds, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I wouldn't I wouldn't see anything at all wrong with that move. Um, captaincy wise, what are you thinking? So all week it's been on uh, Gundy. I am a little bit concerned with the missed pen, and then you know, is Rodri in or out? Is that going to mean that Gundy's having to play deeper? I do need to get a bit more information about that because he is my only, he's like my actual only uh, attacking Man City uh, attack, double yeah. gaming player. So, oh, really? You know, yeah, yeah, because I've the, I've Cancelo and right. Dia and mm. me and um, Gundy. So Gundy is the preference. Um, I will have to see how that shakes out, and I may just leave it on him anyway. Because let's be honest, I haven't, I, you know, I've been doing really well the last sort of, I don't know, two months, and uh, it's had nothing to do with my captains. You've been so, riding on my coattails for the last couple of months, chasing Kylie. you the whole whole way. That's chasing it. Chasing you the whole way from four million downwards to yeah. where are we now? One point uh, three uh, or prox. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being left behind. No, no, you're not. But um, no, the, I think that's fair enough. Um, the the Gundy the Gundy shout. I've had no success at either with with um, captain shouts. But one man who has had a bit of success with them lately is Marzi, of course. So uh, Marzi, what's your transfer plans and your captain pick? Oh, only recently. The last three have been blanks. I've I been did doing it. all right. Mm. I've been doing all right. About three three hundred and fifty points of captains. So it's not too bad. But the last three were all blanks until uh, until Son. And that was just because I decided to leave it and go with my gut. If I overthought it, I would have probably gone <coughs> brought Antonio or something like that. So um, at the moment, I start with my captain, like Kylie. He's been on Gondo for most of the time. Then when, when I heard the City News, I thought, well, you know what, maybe gamble on Calvert-Lewin. He's in form, got Fulham, then take City as a bonus. You know, um, I do think Everton could score uh, with his aerial threat as well, etc., now with him injured, uh, and uh, it, look, it would be a last-minute decision. Uh, if I bring Richarlison, I could gamble with him um, or, or just stick with Gondi. Now, uh, transfers. Like Kylie, I have two free transfers. Um, again, it all really depends on the injuries. Initially, it was going to be uh, Dinier for Trent and me for Mitchell. Um, I fancy myself. 
uh, to, to score in those games. Um, sorry, the joke has gone on too long now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> joke again. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, now I could, uh, you know, there's too many options like uh, Richarlison for for Cavett Lewin and and then stick with the Burnley defender. Uh, or even uh, could do uh, a minus, uh, uh, you know, three transfers if I want to, or thinking about 25 ahead of time and bring Bamford back in. Honestly, it's going to be a last-minute decision. I'm not really sure. I want more doubles. I only have three at the moment, especially if Calvert-Lewin is injured. So I definitely want to have at least five five doubles. So with the two free, I'll probably most likely use the free transfers to bring in double players. I like double game weeks. I like being involved. Uh, and anything can happen in those games. So we'll see. Last minute. Nice one. Um, captaincy, as I said, I've had it on Fernandez, um, and I might well just leave him there. Antonio is causing me a bit of a problem, as is Justin. Um, Justin's injury now as well. Um, Barnes is the one that's most likely to kind of make way, whether it's for Foden or, um, or else to bring him down just to Rafina and get him in a week early um because you want to get him in but yeah the Calvert-Lewin injury as well is kind of obviously screwing up that's be Calvert-Lewin and Antonio both gone from my front line um as well as Justin who I was planning on benching this week but I had planned on obviously having around just afterwards for his attacking ability even if the fixtures aren't the greatest for Leicester um but yeah at the moment Fernandez I might well roll the, roll the transfer and have two for next week um, if it's a thing that I think that I just can't make up my mind because I do really like the idea of the mini kind of wild card or at least, you know, minus four maybe um, to line me up for the doubles um, after this one. So that's where I am at the moment. Um, folks, that's all we have time for on tonight's podcast. Um, thanks a million to you both for, for joining me. We have been... Mars, you can find at Mars05. Kylie, you can find at KylieFPL. Myself, you can find at The Marble Curse. And of course, PJ, who you can find at Hindu Monkey. And of course, make sure you're following our group account at Three Amigos FPL. As always, if you enjoy the podcast, please give it a review on iTunes, five stars. Um, it's the best way you can support the show. Thanks a million for listening and your continued support. Adios, amigos. Brave amigos are we